Hey there, future friends! This week, a movie gets remade for the third time, the mob loves a good suit, and Mrs. Kim is anything but convenient. This is the week of March 18th, 2022, and you are listening to the Future Flakes with Billion podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. Another week, another episode. This is how it works. You know this by now. And thank you for joining me on this journey. If I'm going to be perfectly honest, right now we're in a little bit of a slump. And this slump only applies to big blockbusters because we have some good looking movies coming out this week, but nothing that's going to really explode on the big screen. And for some of you, that's fine. You don't like the big blockbusters, you may not like the comic book movies. And great, this is the time for you, because once April hits, then things are going to start getting much, much bigger. But right now, we're in that lull between winter and the official start of blockbuster season, which seems to be starting earlier and earlier and earlier. Because it used to be called summer blockbuster season, but now we're getting things rolling out as early as April, just like this year. So this is one of the last months before we have really big things coming out. But you will notice that until the summer season starts in earnest, you will see a big movie come out and then some padding in between. But anyway, let's talk about this week. We do have some good things coming out this week. And let us talk about what this show is about before we jump into that. So if you've never heard the show before, this is Future Flicks with Billiam. I am Billiam. I tell you about all of the movies coming out during the week. And then I put them into two categories, the limited releases for those movies that aren't getting a wide theatrical release or coming to a major streaming service, and also did nothing to catch my eye. It doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be bad, it's just not a safe enough bet. And in that section, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it, and I may give a thought or two, but then that's it. And the next section, the wide releases and interesting indies. I do all those same things, but then I also give a score, which I call the Billiam's Interest Level Score, a.k.a. the Bill Score. I wrap the show up with a pick of the week, which I say, hey, friend, if you see one movie in theaters this week or at home, if it's a if it's a big streaming week, I tell you, hey, this is what you should watch. So let's not waste any more time and jump right into the limited release movies with the first film called Jane by Charlotte. This is apparently getting a limited release exclusively to New York. So if you live in New York and you want to see something super exclusive, this could be it for you. Charlotte Gainsborough looks at her mother, Jane Birkin, in a way she never did, overcoming a sense of reserve. Using a camera lens, they expose themselves to each other, begin to step back, leaving space for a mother-daughter relationship. This is a documentary, and if you like Charlotte Gainsborough, there we go. Check this out. Next up, we have a movie called Mao. The unlikely story of design visionary Bruce Mao and his ever-optimistic push for massive change. Again, this is a documentary. And if you're a fan or even know who Bruce Mao is, maybe this is something that you should watch. But I've never heard of this guy before. 
and nothing wrong with that, but it's kind of weird to see a documentary when you know nothing about the topic, so that's why I put both of these in the limited section. But hey, if this is up your alley, check it out. But for me, I will pass. Next up, we have a movie called Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. This is a limited theatrical release and maybe also coming simultaneously to Crunchyroll. I don't know if you're unfamiliar. Crunchyroll is the anime streaming service. Yuta Okotsu, a high schooler who gains control of an extremely powerful cursed spirit and gets enrolled in the Tokyo Prefectural Jujutsu High School by Jujutsu Sorcerers to help him control his power and keep an eye on him. Anyway, this is an anime movie and seems like someone watched something like Psychopaths or Parasite and tried to make it more of a shonen without being an actual shonen. Uh, it seemed a little weird. And look, here's the thing with anime. If you're a fan of anime, you could watch this and possibly very much like it. But also, if you skip it, I doubt you'd really be missing out. Because I am an anime fan, but I haven't been active in the community for a long time. So whatever shows are popular now, I have no clue what's going on. But I can meet an anime fan of the current generation, and we can probably find something to talk about. I, I, that's what I really like about a lot of these fandoms, especially with movies, too. I have quite a few people that I work with that we have completely different movie tastes. They would never be caught dead at a comic book movie and we can find something to talk about. But if you're an anime fan, maybe check this out. But if you have Crunchyroll, maybe just wait. Next up, we have a film called Intragalde, I think? Intragalde? Something like that? A group of people on a humanitarian mission arrive in a remote area of Transylvania to offer the inhabitants various goods. Apart from a few quarrels and conflicts between the group members, everything seems to be going well for Maria and Dan. But soon after, they stumble upon a disoriented local and try to help them. Then things go wrong. This is a movie from Romania! And hey, if you are trying to watch more movies from different countries, this could be something to watch. But I actually found the trailer a little boring. And I, I can't help but wonder, when a trailer's boring, what the rest of the movie is going to be like. Like, how, how can they possibly keep my interest for an hour, hour and a half, two hour heaven forbid, even longer movie if they couldn't keep my attention for two minutes. Next up, my friends, we have a movie called Tethered. A blind teenager and the hunter he befriends are tormented by a mysterious creature lurking in the woods. This stars no one of note. And it could be interesting. We, we have this blind teenager living in the middle of the woods and he has these rules he follows. Like, like if he catches food or hunts something, he gets two and it's one for him, one for the forest you know, sarcastic air quotes, give one to the forest. But what he's probably feeding is whatever f***ing creature this is out there. So now he's caught between this idea of, do I keep doing what I've been doing that's been keeping me alive? Or do I go with this guy, potentially have a better life, but risk pissing off the forest spirit or whatever? The only reason it didn't make it into wide releases and interesting indies is because I don't actually know if I'd want to watch the full movie. Next up, we have a movie called X. And no, this has nothing to do with that old anime X 1999. If you've ever heard of that, thank you. Not a lot of people remember that. An old manga and anime done by Clamp was never actually finished. So if you wanted to get any sort of ending, you had to watch the anime. But if you were reading the manga, you were screwed. But that's just me going off on a tangent. Let's talk about this film. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast finds themselves 
fighting for their lives. This stars Jenna Ortega from The Babysitter, Killer Queen, Mia Goth from A Cure for Wellness, Brittany Snow from Pitch Perfect, Martin Henderson from Smoke and Aces, Kid Cudi from Don't Look Up, and Stephen Ure from The Hobbit. This is an indie horror done by A24, and that could sell you. You could be a huge A24 fan, but for me, the really hit or miss. Sometimes I really, really enjoy it. Other times it's garbage. But guess what? They're just like any other company. And I think they got lucky by having some of the bigger hits in the indie horror world. And then also coming out with movies like The Green Knight and stuff, which is very visually beautiful and an interesting idea. So I can totally see why people become big fans of this company. But this movie looks very skippable. It almost feels like a spoof that's not a spoof. Like how many 80s movies start out very similar, like 80s slasher horrors? Like, oh, we're a bunch of teenagers going to go have sex in the forest. Oh, no, I hope this guy with a machete doesn't come kill us. But this time, it's old people instead of some killer with a machete. Next up, we have a film called Ahed's Knee. An Israeli filmmaker throws himself in the midst of two battles doomed to fail. One against the death of freedom and the other against the death of his mother. This is a movie from Israel. And if you love super artsy movies or you know anyone who loves super artsy movies, this could be for you. I just watched the trailer and it seemed like a big excuse for the creator to just jerk himself off all over the screen, basically. And if that's your jam, then this is your movie. We have two more movies in the limited section, folks, before we jump to the wide releases. So let's talk about Expired. In an uncharted future, two hardened souls meet and confront each other with the things they have done and what they have become. This is a movie from Australia and stars Ryan Quantin from True Blood and Hugo Weaving from The Matrix. This could have been interesting, but it just kind of looks like someone watched Blade Runner and went, I want to make this movie, but I can't straight up copy it. So let's take this, a very similar setting, very similar dark futuristic feel and make a movie around that. And, and that's what this 100% looks like. And finally, we have a movie called The Hater, Dorothy, a liberal environmentalist speechwriter on a U.S. Senate campaign loses her job for a protest gone wrong. Wanting to get in on the action where it's really happening, she returns to her conservative Texas hometown where she learns that her Republican childhood bully is running for state legislature. In this town, only Republicans can win, so obviously the only thing to do is to go undercover and run against him as a Republican himself. It's perfectly constitutional. Unable to hide her feelings on the campaign trail, even as she plays a role, Dorothy discovers that good versus evil isn't necessarily as simple as left versus right. This movie looks terrible. It looks really bad. And this is me coming at it from a non-political way of thinking, just because I can't really tell, because it could very easily be leaning either way, either right or left or dead center. So that part isn't what makes it look bad. It doesn't look like an entertaining movie at all. Well, my future friends, let us jump to our only break as we hear a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, and we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. 
Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're, We're Doing, Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're, we're doing, doing fine. fine. Alright my friends, we are back with the wide releases in Interesting Indies and the first film, which is a documentary from Disney Plus called More Than Robots. Four teams of teenagers from around the world prepare for the 2020 first robotics competition. But in a year like no other, the kids learn that there is more to the competition than just robots. So this is a documentary, and I think this one looks really interesting, and it's something that I think is important, because just think about all the things these kids are doing, and then think about all the schools out there that don't have the funding for anything like this, because we still have schools funded by property taxes, which is the stupidest thing but just imagine what kind of cool shit would happen if every kid had these opportunities. More Than Robots looks like a cute little documentary to watch and gets an 8 out of 11. Next up, we have a Netflix original movie called Black Crab. Yes, Black Crab. In a post-apocalyptic world, six soldiers on a covert mission must transport a mysterious package across a frozen archipelago. This is a movie from Sweden and stars Numi Rapace from The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Even though I'm a big fan of Numi Rapace, if this movie wasn't coming out on Netflix or any other big streaming service, I would have skipped it entirely and talked about it in the previous section. It looks basic on so many levels and it does look like it's trying hard to be unique, but at the same time, don't give me that uniqueness if you can't also somehow draw me in. And that trailer did not draw me in. She is a good actress, but I 100% feel like this is the type of movie she did in between bigger, better projects. The kind of stuff that pays the bills. Kind of like how Michael Caine views Jaws 4. Like he said, he didn't like the movie, but he loves the house it bought him. Who knows though, it could be interesting, but for now I'd have to say Black Crab gets a 5 out of 11. Next up we have a movie called Master. This is an Amazon Prime original. Two African-American women begin to share disturbing experiences at a predominantly white college in New England. This stars Regina Hall from Girls Trip, Zoe Renee from The Quad, and Ella Hunt from Anna and the Apocalypse. Now this one looks interesting. This really does, because we have this college that has been very, very white for a very long time. And they get their first black college president, or whatever you call it, dean or headmaster, I don't know. And it's about her coming in at the same time as this black student. So this is listed as a horror and a thriller. So I'm wondering if this is going to be more of a social horror where we're feeling the fear because they are in danger from some sort of awful racist attacker or something like that. Like, like something's going on. No one cares because they don't understand or maybe they're all actively racist. Who knows? And only Regina Hall and Zoe Renee really know what's going on. I, I just get the feeling that's going to be one of those type of movies, which will make for an interesting yet very frustrating thriller. Master 
gets a 7.5 out of 11. Next up, we have another Netflix original called Windfall. A man breaks into a tech billionaire's empty vacation home, but things go sideways when the arrogant mogul and his wife arrive for a last-minute getaway. This stars Jesse Plemons from Judas and the Black Messiah, Lily Collins from Love, Rosie, Jason Segel from The Muppets, and Omar Leia from Grey's Anatomy. This movie looks weird, and it looks like an uncomfortable, dark comedy. And if that is your kind of movie, then great. Check it out. The main three in the film are Jesse Plemons, Lily Collins, and Jason Segel. And we have Jason Segel, who is living in this billionaire's house, and then he comes home, and then he kind of kidnaps them. And then he has this thing going on with the wife, but I don't think it's romantic, but they just kind of connect like the, the billionaire's some huge jerk and she's not happy. It just seems a little weird. Not really up my alley, but the good news is if it's the kind of movie you want to watch, you will probably watch this trailer and just vibe with it. For me, I don't vibe with this, which is why Windfall gets a 5 out of 11. Next up, my friends, we have a remake of a remake that no one asked for, and that's called Cheaper by the Dozen. This is coming to Disney Plus this week. Well, all these movies are coming out this week. You know, you get the whole point of the show. The raucous exploits of a blended family of 12, the Bakers, as they navigate a hectic home life while simultaneously managing their family business. This stars Gabrielle Union from Bring It On, Zach Braff from Scrubs, Erica Christensen from Parenthood, Brittany Daniel from The Game, Kylie Rogers from Home Before Dark, Ron Funches from Jexy, Luke Parell from Eighth Grade, and Michael Michelle Harris from Mixedish. This movie is for one specific type of person. This is for the person who has young kids and wants to watch a new comedy that may also make you laugh so you're not stuck there watching something that you're not totally into. I'm not saying you'll love this, but the trailer did look like it had a couple funny moments. It doesn't look terrible, not at all. It just doesn't look good. And how many times do I talk about that when I'm talking about movies on the show that a movie may not look bad, but also it needs to sell itself to us as a good film. So if you have young kids and you're looking for something new to watch this weekend and you already checked out Turning Red on Disney+, Plus, here is another Disney Plus movie for you. This movie is rated PG and PG these days. I mean, I, I would let a young kid watch this. PG-13, it depends on the movie, but PG, this is a very safe choice. So if you have kids, this is a pretty solid choice. I would give it a 7 out of 11 if you do have kids. But for the rest of us, my friends, Cheaper by the Dozen gets a 4 out of 11. All right, my friends, we have four movies left to talk about. So let's talk about the next one called Toll Booth. This is a limited release movie. A darkly comic thriller about a lone toll booth operator with a past that is fast catching up with him. This stars Michael Smiley from Free Fire, Ewan Rion, I think, from Game of Thrones, Paul Kay from Game of Thrones, and Gary Beadle from In the Heart of the Sea. If you remember, I talked about a movie called The Guard. When I was flying home from Wales, I saw it on the plane, and I was so torn because... The movie almost really put me off because it was kind of overly dark in not a wonderful way. I don't think it was over the top. It just didn't 
have anyone that I initially got attached to. It just wasn't all that interesting in the beginning, but the more the movie went on, I got into it. And now I'm kind of torn on if I liked it, if I didn't. I think this is going to be a movie like that, and I think for some of you, this is going to be a hit. We have this toll booth operator in the middle of nowhere who makes no money from the toll. It's a tiny road in this small city. Why is there even a toll booth? Who cares? And these three women one day rob it, thinking that they are going to get off with at least a little money, and they get nothing. And then things start going bad because they find out that this guy who runs the toll booth knows stuff. He knows everyone. He is somehow deeply involved in all the crime in the city. I get the feeling that people pay him protection money. And then one day these out of town bad guys come looking for him. And that's when everything kind of goes to hell. I think this has the possibility of being a very entertaining movie. Maybe not perfectly up my alley, but I think that quite a few of you may even really enjoy this film. Right now, I'm going to tentatively say that Tollbooth gets a 5.5 out of 11. All right, three movies left, my friends, and the next one is called Deep Water, and it's from Hulu. A well-to-do husband who allows his wife to have affairs in order to avoid a divorce becomes a prime suspect in the disappearance of her lovers. This stars Ben Affleck from Hollywoodland, Ana de Armas from Knives Out, Tracy Letts from Ford vs. Ferrari, Rachel Blanchard from You, Me, Her, Lil Rel Howry from Get Out, Finn Whitrock from American Horror Story, Jacob Elordi from Euphoria, Dash Meehook from Romeo and Juliet, and Kristen Connolly from Cabin in the Woods. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I hate movies like this. I do. And this isn't a judgment of people in open relationships. You're, you're, you're fine. I don't know how you can do it, but it's your thing. I guess it works. No judgment on you. I'm judging this movie because these movies seem to be about awful people. The whole movie just feels super dark. Even the way it's shot makes it feel dark. Kind of like Gone Girl. No one in that movie was good. You know, maybe Tyler Perry as the the lawyer, maybe he was okay. I don't know. But that movie was full of awful people. And that's a feeling I get from this. And I may be recalling it incorrectly. So let me know if I'm wrong. But Original Sin with Antonio Banderas and was it Catherine Zeta-Jones? That one was another one about awful people doing awful stuff. And we're somehow supposed to care about them. I bet this movie is going to be really well acted. Ben Affleck, Ana de Armas, solid. That is solid right there. This at least looks like it's going to be an okay movie. Something you'll remember and love? No. Something that's going to be entertaining for now? Yes. Deep Water gets a 6 out of 11. Next up, my friends, we have a movie called Alice. This is also getting a limited release. A slave in the antebellum South escapes her secluded plantation only to discover a shocking reality that lies beyond the tree line. This stars Kiki Palmer from Hustlers, Common from John Wick Chapter 2, Johnny Lee Miller from Elementary, and Gaius Charles from Friday Night Lights. So this movie is loosely based on a true story. It is very loosely based on the story of May Louise Walls Miller, who was an enslaved woman that wasn't granted freedom until 1963. But Billiam, you may be saying, I know my history. Think. The 13th Amendment was passed in 1865. That is over 90 years between the two dates. 
I've read a few articles on this, and to be fair, I've never heard about this until this movie came out. But from what I can gather in the little, you know, very little research I did, there was a woman who was enslaved up until 1965, and she wasn't the only one. She was just the last known one. So this movie is about this woman who escapes her life of slavery and runs into the freeway and almost gets hit by a truck driven by Common. He takes her home, and she learns that the world has changed. It's actually 1975, and I think the movie date was changed just so they can use the 70s style. Because in one of the scenes in the movie, when she gets changed and wears some modern clothes, she comes out with this big, beautiful, awesome fro. And I think she's wearing bell bottoms. The rest of her guard is that stereotypical 70s look. And now she is going to go back and get revenge, basically. This movie looks good. It would have been the pick of the week if there wasn't something just a little bit more interesting coming out. But this movie is a definite watch for me. Is it worth seeing in the theaters? I, I don't know. It could be, but also with movies like this, and to be honest, even with my pick of the week, it could be worth waiting to see it on the small screen. But let me tell you that Alice gets an 8 out of 11. Well, my future friends, it is time for the pick of the week, which is the only nationwide release of the week, and that is a movie called Ama. Amanda and her daughter live a quiet life on an American farm, but when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from Korea, Amanda becomes haunted by the fear of turning her into her own mother. This stars Sandra Oh from Killing Eve, Fievel Stewart from Atypical, Odea Rush from Goosebumps, Dormit Moroni from Young Guns, and character actor Tom Yee. So the fun fact about this movie is that I know how to pronounce that because I watched a show called Kim's Convenience. And the mom and the dad in that show a lot of times are called Appa and Ama. So even though phonetically in English it's spelled U-M-M-A, it's not pronounced that way. So thank you Canadian sitcoms for telling me how to pronounce a Korean word. So Ama seems like it has two things going for it. First is it's a generational mother-daughter story. Because we have Sandra Oh, who has a good relationship, good-ish relationship with her daughter, played by Fievel Stewart. And then we come to learn about her relationship with her mom, which was pretty bad. And if the trailer is to be trusted, because you know how trailers sometimes like to play dirty. If the trailer is to be trusted, then... We will start to see parallels between Sandra O's oh mom's treatment of her and Sandra O's oh treatment of Fievel Stewart. Couple that with the fact that this does look like an interesting ghosty horror movie and we have something pretty interesting on our hands. And I'm not sure if this can be classified as an indie horror because it's distributed by Sony Pictures. Because that is the weird thing with movies that it could be Maybe super indie, but maybe somehow a bigger company noticed it and is doing the distributing. Or maybe Sony was behind it the whole time. That is to say, this is not a A24 or Gravitas Ventures movie. And the only reason that would really matter is so you can kind of figure out what kind of movie you're going to see. Like with A24, they did movies like Lamb, Hereditary, It Comes at Night, The Witch, Midsummer. You know what to expect. Even if all the movies are different, like I liked some of them, I hated some of them. You still kind of know what you're getting into. So for this, it's a little more up in the air. 
It does have a proven actress in it. Sandra Oh is really good. She's been good for a long time. She's been around forever and deserves way more credit than she gets. We have the other positive of this being a movie with an Asian cast. Not all Asian cast. It's not a huge cast, but the main people are Asian. And Odea Rush, who in a roundabout way may be kind of Asian because she's Israeli. Israel is technically in Asia, though we would never call Israelis Asians. But that's a fun discussion for a whole different podcast, not mine. But this does look good. This looks interesting. It looks like a movie to keep an eye out for if you want something new. And I know I normally say on the show that if you go to a theater, it should be to watch a movie that you would really get the experience of the theater. And I think this would work. Because there's something about a dark theater with a horror movie. Everyone's being quiet, unfamiliar space, darkness. It, it just works. So if you do go see a movie this week, I think this should be your pick. But don't forget, we did have a bunch of movies come out last week. Two streaming services like The Adam Project and Turning Red. So if you haven't seen those yet, you can definitely do it now. But let me wrap this up by saying, Ama gets an 8 out of 11. Well, my future friends, that is it for the show. Let me do my little closing spiel and remind you to like and subscribe to this podcast and rate it wherever you can. Give it all the stars. I would love that. I would love to get more ratings. I, I have, I think, about 12 right now. I'd like a few more, you know, hundreds, thousands, millions. I'll take it. But just give me the five stars. That's what's important. And also share the podcast with your friends. That is how we grow word of mouth. I'd really appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at FutureFlixPod, Instagram at BillyMSWN. Follow me on Letterboxd where I review the movies. Just give you know little reviews of movies I see at BillyMSWN there as well. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Check out the other great shows in the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network, like the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. Don't forget to check out We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. And even though they're not currently active, the Watch Your Mouth Podcast has a lot of great shows in their backlog, so check that out. And my future friends, no matter what your week has in store, just remember to take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off. And I'll see you in the future.